1: 630 Chad inside sports with Reed Wilkins weekdays at six on 630 Chad. All right. Thanks a lot for tuning in tomorrow on the show. We will uh, catch up with former Edmonton oil King Curtis Lazar. That'll be nice to talk to Curtis. Always a pleasure to have him on the show. Uh, you heard it in the news up update today. Uh, unfortunately, we've had another fatality in Alberta related to COVID-19 57 new cases today. There have been 358 total in the province, 19 people are hospitalized. Seven of those in intensive care. And, and you, you you heard Adam Lachlan, uh, the clip from Adam Lachlan. He's the interim city manager, talking about the uh, this fake uh, this f- fake letter that's being uh, circulated. And I, I, you know, be be careful with this, everybody. And unfortunately. I'm, I'm, I mean, look, I don't have to tell you this. You're all smart people, but just to share, share a little bit, it's unfortunate that some people are going to try to prey on people when there is a crisis like this. I, I, a few days ago, my, my mother got some strange text from somebody saying oh, you know, your your COVID results are are, are in, you, you know, we we're waiting your payments so you can get them or something like this. It came through text messages. And obviously she knew it was a, a scam and not to click on it or anything like that. But unfortunately, stuff like that is out there. So you kind of just have, if you get anything like that, you have to be suspicious right away. You have to be suspicious first and, and, uh, and make sure this is something that, It's probably something you shouldn't be interacting with. So just remember that here as we uh, move through this. Unfortunately, another thing to be concerned about it, but uh, bad people are going to try to do bad things, even in bad times. So remember that. All right. Well, this guy uh, had some pretty big games as a member of the Edmonton Eskimos. He got an opportunity to go to the NFL. He was injured last year in the preseason. He's now going to get another shot with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And uh, oh, yeah, he has a new, uh, pretty high profile teammate as well. Welcome back to Inside Sports receiver Bryant Mitchell. Bryant, how are you doing? I'm
0: doing very well. How are you guys?
1: Doing okay. We're getting through this. Uh, let people know where you are and how everybody is, uh, is dealing with the, with the virus and the pandem- pandemic where you are, Brian.
0: Uh, right now I'm actually in Marietta, California, where my mother lived. Uh, you know, just spending time with the family, kind of wanted to be close to home in such a time. But, you know, really just, uh, you know, the family's doing well in good spirits, you know, uh, definitely blessed. And, you know, trusting God through it all.
1: Well, it's it's awesome to talk to you You again. Obviously, we had several conversations when you played for the Edmonton Eskimos. Uh, You had a shot to go to the NFL, and uh, quite a journey it it has been, Bryant. Let's let's take everybody back here um, to to the uh, to the injury. Can you kind of just tell us, you know, what what happened, how it happened, and I know it's a tough day to go back to, but uh, but can you share that experience?
0: Yeah, no, honestly, man, a lot of people look at it that way, but, you know, it was a blessing for me. Um, I was running a screenplay, and, you know, running that screenplay, I uh, saw the hole open up, went to take off, and uh, just felt a pop. And uh, I thought somebody kicked me in the back of my foot. And I was like, man, uh, you know, I've heard that story so many times. You know, Mercy Mastin, uh, uh, Joe McKnight, uh, you know, some of the DBEs that, you know, we played with up in Edmonton had kind of given me the story on how it happened. And I said, oh, man, that's my Achilles. And immediately just fell to the ground and, you know, <laughs> I was
1: it. So was that, was that last August?
0: Yeah, so that was August 9th of last year. Um, so, you know, it was crazy. I was just caught my fifth catch. I'm thinking, oh, man, I'm going to have a 100-yard game. I thought I was about to take that. For 70 yards you know
1: so what was uh, I mean when you suffer something that serious you, you know or did you know at the time that was it for the year was there any hope you might be able to get back late in the year
0: oh, not at all <laughs> uh, man you know with an injury like that uh, it's a it's a it's something that you use every day your Achilles tendon is something that gets utilized every day and so with that being said, there was no way that I was coming back that soon, especially being such an explosive athlete. You know, you need that Achilles tendon to be firing. And trying to come back too soon will just re-rupture it. So, you know, I took my time. I wasn't going to rush it.
1: So what was, what was the rehab like? How long was it until you were sort of able to start running again and feel like you were oh. moving around normally, like you were an athlete again?
0: Uh, last three weeks ago. (laughs) Oh, wow. Um, no. Yeah, no. So, you know, I'm seven months, uh, post-surgery. Uh, but with that being said, uh, you know, I started running early January and I wouldn't call it running. I was (laughs) speed, speed walking, uh, to an extent, but, uh, come, I mean, I'm running full speed routes now. I'm jumping, I'm cutting, I'm doing everything that I could do before. Um, just you know, just getting that strength back and getting my speed back is really where I'm at. But uh, other than that, man, everything else is full go.
1: Well, and obviously, you know the, the Buccaneers. Uh, the Buccaneers like you because sometimes an injury, you know, could could end an opportunity for a guy. But they've they've resigned you here for another season. Tell me yeah. about how that came to be and, and what it means to you. <laughs> uh,
0: you know, it was, it was a great feeling. I have a great agent, and uh, Joe Linta. Um. To be honest with you, you know, I worked my butt off. I was there every day for every meeting, you know, every, every practice. I would, you know, go to practice and, you know, almost like I was there, take notes, um, almost like I was playing. And I think that they saw that and, you know, I worked hard for, to get back. And, you know, uh, by the grace of God, I've been, you know, healed. And, I mean, I'm I'm feeling good. Like I said, I'm running. So, you know, that opportunity came. Uh, Once they saw that I was healthy, you know, the trainers gave me the okay, and they re-signed me, so that was such a blessing.
1: Well, and the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers made another signing uh, around the time they signed you. I don't know if there's any connection or not, but uh, (laughs) tell me about your reaction Uh, to getting Tom. (laughs) (laughs) You know where I'm going with this. Tom Brady's a buck.
0: Oh, yeah, man, that's, a, a you know, it's so exciting, and, you know, a lot of people don't realize how great of a uh, ball player he is, but he's truly the best to throw football, in my opinion, um, you know, but just to have him around, you know, just to be able to learn from him, like, just to be able to pick his brain and even just say, you know, hey, like, I got to play with that guy, you know, that's, that's such a blessing, and not only what he brings in his knowledge, but just what he brings in his mentality. You know, I really feel like he has that Mamba mentality, like Kobe had, and I feel like you know he uh, he's definitely going to be somebody that brings a spark to our team to really make a run for a championship.
1: Yeah, pretty uh, pretty significant move there. I mean, were you did you were you a Brady fan? Were you a Patriots fan? Or I know you're a West Coast guy. So who was your NFL team before you became a Buccaneer?
0: So before I became a Buck, I was a big Chargers fan. Um, and obviously Brady has beat us many a time. But you know what? I was always a fan of Brady. You know, um, I'm one of those guys. I like guys who work hard, and I like guys who are the underdogs and have found their way into being the best, you know, and that for me was huge. Um, He he definitely exudes everything it is to, you know, (laughs) be an underdog. So I respected his game, and I respect him. So for me it was huge to, you know, be able to play with him.
1: Brian Mitchell joining us tonight on Inside Sports, receiver for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, of course, a former Edmonton Eskimo. You've heard him on these airwaves plenty of times in the past. When you were hurt last season, obviously it, it, it changed your your routine, and I know you mentioned you were you were going in and, and staying involved in stuff, but did, did you follow the CFL pretty closely last season, or was it more difficult because you're down in Florida? What was that like for you? So uh, it's difficult to watch
0: the game.
1: Um, just because, you know, they don't always stream uh,
0: where we're at. But for the most part, man, I, you know, I still got friends up there, Forrest Hightower, Shaquille Ryan, Reggie Bagleton, uh, Shaq Cooper, you know, a lot of guys who uh, I played with and, you know, even Darrell Walker, um, you know, a lot of guys that I got to play with. And so I was, you know, big on just seeing what they did and their progress and things like that. So it was definitely exciting, you know, the Nate Hars, Natea Jay, like I loved watching Natea ball last year. It was so exciting.
1: Yeah, he got a pretty, uh, pretty nice touchdown against BC earlier in the year. Caught it behind the line of scrimmage and then ran the rest of the way. I'm sure you've seen that one. Oh
0: yeah. Oh, I've seen it a hundred times. I was so ecstatic.
1: <laughs> your your Twitter account, and by the way, if people want to follow you on Twitter, it is at underscore Mitch 16 <laughs> Your photo, even though you're a Tampa Bay Buccaneer, your photo is still a group of Eskimos receivers standing out in what looks like a snowfall while you're practicing in Edmonton. Uh, Tell me about that picture and how come you've left it up.
0: So we had the time of our lives as a group of receivers there, you know. I learned so much from those guys. I had so much fun with those guys. They've truly become like family to me. So with that being said, I mean, how could I, you know, forget where I come from? and forget my roots, and those are definitely my roots to where I came from, and, man, I mean, if you were there that snow day, Duke scored a touchdown in practice and runs and jumps in the snow, and so after Duke uh, runs and jumps in the snow, we all just jumped in the snow, you know, and Coach Moss being such a great coach that he is, you know, he was just laughing, and we had so much fun that year, and, you know, it just brings back those great memories of a great time that we had playing the sport
1: that we love. Do you have a favorite moment as an Eskimo, like from uh, something that happened in a game?
0: Uh, <laughs> I, think, I think my 190-yard game would have to be my favorite. Um, but you know what? That, that, that's not even it, you know. Watching my teammates uh, do their thing was always huge for me. Uh, you know, the game. So I set out the first portion of the year last year, or two years ago in 2018, and Kenny Stafford went off. And uh, he had a jump ball over a guy uh, against Winnipeg, our first game. And I just was at home going crazy. And, you know, just being able to be excited for them as well, as them be excited for me, I think that that was the best part of the CFL for me.
1: Well, Brian, it's great to have you on the show. I'm glad you are recovered from the injury. Uh, awesome. You're getting another opportunity with the Bucks here. And, uh, you know, I hope in the fall we're seeing you catch passes from Tom Brady. And we'll have you on the show again when that happens. How does that sound?
0: Yes. Oh, I would love to. You'll, you'll definitely see that.
1: Right on, Brian. Thanks for checking in tonight. Brian Mitchell, former Edmonton Eskimo, now with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Quite A last uh, year he has had. Well, he got injured, I guess, in August in the preseason in the NFL. Had to fight back from the Achilles. He got a new contract. And then a couple days after he signs, we find out that Tom Brady is going to be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers quarterback. Now, the Buccaneers with some pretty good receivers, but they obviously like Bryant enough that they're going to give him another shot, even though he had a year wiped out by injury. Some guests on Inside Sports get gift certificates to Northern Chicken, bringing down South Comfort Fruit to Edmonton with their creative take on Southern Classic spun with a modern twist. NorthChickenYEG.com, like a, a lot of restaurants, these days, uh, they are offering takeout, so uh, you know you don't have to go in and, and sit. You don't have to worry about uh, being in a in a crowd or anything like that. NorthChickenYEG.com. Back after the break. <laughs> this man pretty good I'm so high, in on the weekend the Oilers us, uh, signed Raphael Lavoie to his uh, entry-level contract Lavoie drafted 38th overall by the Oilers last June played for a couple teams in the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League this past season Scott Housen is the Oilers vice president of player development
2: well, I like him. I think he's uh, he's got lots of potential. He's, uh, he's a big, strong guy. He's, uh, he's a one-shot scorer. He only needs uh, one chance to put it in the net. He's got a very good shot. We saw that last year in the playoffs. He really took off in the playoffs for Halifax as they went to the Memorial Cup tournament. Um, he's, uh, he got traded this year to Shakutami from Halifax. And, uh, he was doing well on Chicoutimi. He plays all kinds of, you know, he gets all kinds of ice time, obviously, in the Quebec League, kills penalties, plays power play, plays on the top line. Um, and he's a talented guy. He's going to have to get stronger. Uh, we're, we're encouraging him to, uh, to work on leg strength, core strength. He's going to have to get a little more power in his game and in his stride, but he's certainly, uh, he's certainly a a prospect that's uh, loaded with potential.
1: Also, Philip Broberg, the Oilers' first-round pick from last year, eighth overall. hausen has been able to watch him in Sweden.
2: Yeah, I actually, I was at the game, he got a goal, he got his first, I saw him get his first goal, he got an assist that night, uh, they won, I think, big, I can't remember if it was 7-2 or 8-2 or something, um, but primarily he didn't get much power play time, he got a little bit at the beginning of the year, but he was basically a five-on-five player, the odd penalty killing time when one of their four defensemen who usually kills took a penalty, um, but he played, I think he averaged around 13-14 minutes a night, and, uh, and he played. I mean, uh, we're happy with his development. Um, he's uh, he, he, he's he's got to learn. He's playing against men, and and if you compare his numbers, uh, certainly his even strength numbers to. Uh, people in his peer group, people like Oscar Kleffbaum or, or Victor Soderstrom or Eric Brandstrom, I think he's right there. And uh, next year, depending on where he is, uh, he'll either probably be at Shaleftia or, or, or in Bakersfield. But we'd like to see, if he stays in Shaleftia, we'd like to see, certainly see the ice time grow and the power play time grow.
1: All right, that is comments on Philip Broberg, taken eighth overall by the Oilers in the 2019 draft. We just had Brian Mitchell on the show, former Eskimos receiver now with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. New quarterback for the Bucs is Tom Brady. He had a conference call today and says his dedication won't change just because he's changed teams. They
3: hired me to do a job here, and I'm going to go in there and do it like you always
1: All right, a little bit there from Tom Brady. Uh, huge, huge news. Probably would be even bigger if uh, we weren't in the uh, middle of a pandemic. Here, we have Dallas calling in as well. Hi, Dallas. Go ahead. Dallas, go ahead. Oh, maybe Dallas. we don't. Yeah, uh, go ahead, buddy. Yeah, this is... my name is Frank. Oh, sorry, uh, sorry about that. Go ahead, Frank. Yeah, I was just pointing in about the Hercules thing. Sure. It's not Newton, it's Newt. No, it's Newton. Newton is the... Newton and Toot were his sidekicks. N-E-W-T O-N Newton and Toot were his sidekicks. No, I want to
2: Google
1: it. I did Google it, it's Newton. I'll Google it again. Okay, good. Wow, I didn't expect that. Well, we found an off-topic topic unwittingly, Kellen. I didn't think that the character from, okay, when did that show air? 1980s?
2: <laughs> yeah. This cartoon show would be such a hot-button topic on uh, free Twenty Four Twenty Twenty, but there we go.
1: Yeah, well, that's what we get as uh, we take you through these uncertain times. Cartoon discussions. We are there for you. It's going to be fun after the 7.30 News. We'll catch up with... Uh, Eric Johnson, Edmonton native, big-time actor. He was uh, played Jack Hyde in the last two Fifty Shades movies, currently appearing in Vikings. We'll talk to him about that. Big Oilers fan, and uh, he's doing a bit of a virtual reality-type venture that he'll fill us in on as well. inside sports on 630 shed man i didn't think i'd be uh, spending part of the show today looking up things online to confirm the names of characters in the animated hercules cartoon wow well it's okay sometimes that happens we got a very special guest on the line edmonton native just calling you an actor eric doesn't seem like enough what do i call you big time actor big mis- mr big shot is that how we should introduce you now?
3: <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think Mr. Big Shot is, uh, is going to go over too well with my past. So maybe just
1: stick with Eric. Eric Johnson is checking in. You have heard this young man on the show before. We've uh, told, told his stories from his humble beginnings in, uh, in Bonnie Dune to appearing in such films as uh, Legends of the Fall the uh, last two Fifty Shades movies where you played a really lovable character named Jack Hyde. Uh, what, 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 are, what are you in that is currently airing? Is it, is it Vikings would be the most current thing we could tell people about? Absolutely.
3: You can see me in uh, Season 6 of Vikings right now.
1: And uh, I have a whole bunch of these on my PVR. I know the first episode you were in, has your character name since been revealed? Are we allowed to say that now? I uh, definitely
3: it's uh, it's really confusing for everybody my character's name is also Eric. Right. Uh,
1: it was it was very handy for me. I think they were taking it easy on me at work just so I didn't get confused. Right. right. They were like, "I wonder if there's a famous viking we could cast Eric to play." Oh, Eric the Red. There we go. <laughs> How do you enjoy uh playing in in that sort of uh in that sort of a world? I mean, it's obviously a show uh that is historical i mean yet fictional would that be a fair way to describe it
3: yeah i would say that i would say that uh you know there's some creative license in there uh shows like that where really you are are a tremendous amount of fun i mean it's you, you you gotta really go back to when you're a kid and uh playing on the playground it really feels like that like you, you're getting dressed up every day a little like halloween uh it's uh, it's, and it's the closest that you get to time travel. I think, you know, when you and I were talking about a different show I did called The Nick, it was also the same because you're so immersed in this other world, and if you look the right direction, it's like stepping back in time and, and getting to do, you know, fight choreography and sword fights. Like, uh, you know, your whole life you're told not to play with swords <laughs> and sticks, and then, you know, then that's your job. You go to work and, and learn how to sword fight and they throw a bunch of fake blood on you. It's, it's, it's a good time.
1: Just to give people a sense of the the timeline for these productions, can you tell us when these episodes of Vikings that have recently been on, can you tell us when you shot all that stuff? (laughs) Uh, It's been a bit of a long haul. At
3: first, uh, the episode that I appeared in this year, which aired in January. So January 2020, I shot in October of 2017.
1: Oh wow! So
3: yeah, it's been a, it's been a long time coming, uh, and there's a there's a few more episodes sitting in the backlog waiting to hit the air uh, when they decide to air them. And uh, yeah, it's it's been a long time coming. It's like I have to refresh my own memory uh, of what's going on. But um, you know, it was a, it was a it was a fun experience. It was a year of living as a redhead too. I had my, my hair dyed and uh, didn't have to take a lot of money on uh, on uh, disposable razors for my face so it has to be uh hairy and and uh it was yeah it was it was a good time
1: uh i i i always ask this and I, and i know people are are curious because you live i mean you you're able to live and operate in a very uh a uh, high-profile business and a very competitive business. So how specifically did you get cast as uh, as Eric the Red? Did you audition? Did they say, uh, hey, we think you're the, you're the perfect guy just because of how you look or other performances? How did it come together?
3: Yeah, I think it was a bit of both. I mean, I definitely threw my hat into the ring. And um, and, and then I think, it, again, going back to uh, the ease of it, it just we had the same name, made an easy choice for them. And, uh, you know, I'm really glad it worked out. I mean, Vikings is a show that I, um, you know, circled around a couple of different times over the years. Um, and, and so I was, I was glad that, uh, you know, something finally worked out uh, for me to go out and do the show. Uh, I always wanted to, to, to play a Viking at some point, make uh, the Norwegian side of my family quite happy.
1: And uh, so it was, it, was, uh, it, was, it was a bit of a dream come true. And especially playing, uh, you know, an iconic role like that, it was it was a good time. Do you watch the episodes when they air, or are you one of those guys, you know what, I was in it, I did the job, I, I don't need to see the final product?
3: I usually watch them later. I, I'll get them later and, and binge through them. It's like before when I first started, I would watch everything as soon as it came out, multiple times, dissecting absolutely everything I did, being my own worst critic. And, uh, and, and now it's like sometimes I don't,
1: portion of our friendship discussing the sometimes less than noble characters that you have played along the way. Um, does Eric the Red fall into that mold? Or are you perhaps one of the more heroic characters in this season of Vikings? Well, I
3: think, uh, I think you're going to have to watch to find out. Uh, I think he can go both ways. <laughs> he's definitely So that's an
1: improvement know? then morally for your characters. Yeah, that he's totally. kind of in the I middle. Mean, <laughs> now let's be honest, the Vikings themselves
3: kind of a little morally ambiguous out there in terms of what they were doing. So kind of everybody's a
2: bit of a bad guy in modern terms. So you know, it's,
3: uh, it's easy to it's easy to be. Uh, there's many shades
1: of gray. Oh, there we go. Just to work the that in. <laughs> that you know what? That's, I, I was telling somebody, a, a colleague, you were on the show tonight, and I, I said, oh, I don't know if you've ever heard this uh, gentleman, Eric Johnson. I've had him on the show a few times. He's a big Oilers fan, and she was kind of giving me this blank look, and then I said, Jack Hyde. Then the then the light went on. The, the <laughs> creepy guy. Uh, what was it? Fifty Shades. Uh, what was it Fifty Shades Darker and Fifty Shades Freed? I always want to say Fifty Shades Darkest, but it was Fifty Shades Freed was the third one
3: yes yes uh, Playing another
1: lovable character uh, yes just another warm and fuzzy character that you've, you've played along the way uh eric johnson joining us so how has everything the uh the social distancing things being shut down how has that affected you and people in your profession of making movies and television well uh making movies and tv is is only something you can do socially. It's, uh, it's a big group of people all getting together and
3: uh, you know, putting in long hours sometimes in some pretty cramped quarters. So, uh, you know, for all of us, uh, you know, thankfully all the productions have shut down and, you know, the whole industry is doing their part to, to keep all, people home, to help keep the uh, people safe and healthy and, and those frontline workers from being too overwhelmed here in the early stages of it. Uh, you know, ourselves, we had a shoot plan to do in uh, Newfoundland, and uh, it became clear very quickly that, uh, you know, this was not going to be the right time to do it. And for everybody's safety and, and peace of mind at the time, too, it was best to pull the plug and reassess things at a later date. Uh, you know, for us, I think it's the least that we can do. Uh, you know, the, you know there's,
1: there's lots of great content, and people are going to be catching up on all the shows that they've missed and you know it's uh, we can take a back seat and stay home and and keep people healthy for longer. Eric Johnson joining us tonight on uh, inside sports. You currently see him in Vikings playing Eric the Red. Um, I a few other things I want to talk to you about uh, let's do the the uh, sports angle first before we get into an exciting venture you were a part of. You and I first start interacting because of your Oiler's fandom and uh, and you listening to uh, Rob and I after games, uh, give us your experience of, of being a fan this season. And look, we know there are much bigger issues uh, in the world, but how have you dealt with it uh, coming to a halt? Uh, well, I mean, uh, in the big picture, <laughs> there's so many, like you had to mention, there's, there's uh, far more important things on the line
3: right now. It's, uh, it is a little unfortunate for the, for the, the team that has struggled uh, over the past uh, 14 years to to get to the postseason. Uh, it was a really exciting. It was really exciting to be watching them this year. I mean, that like, uh, I mean, they're a hell of a team. They're playing as a team. You have two of the best players on the planet uh, on 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 the squad. So it it's uh, you know this season was way more enjoyable than some of the uh, years in the decade of darkness as it's called. Uh, and I'm sure I'm sure you found it too. Even the even the post game was a little more fun when the team's winning. So um, it's uh, it, it's unfortunate, but at the same time, it's, you know there's there's much bigger bigger things out there to be dealing with right now. And I'm sure everybody uh, in the NHL on the team feels the
0: same way.
1: All right, Eric. Uh, I I know. I, I mean, you, you're involved in a lot of different things, and uh, I'll I'll just kind of tee up here and let you put it in your own words. But you're involved with some. Uh, is, is it, like, I know it's virtual reality, is that exactly what you're calling it, but there's kind of a sports and, you know, exercise and, and physical element to what you're doing here?
3: Yeah, uh, a couple of years ago, um, uh, my partner and all this, Chris Olimpo, we met on the set of Fifty Shades, uh, and he was doing the, uh, a, a VR experience along with the movie, and I was fascinated by VR, and we... I asked him a million questions, and I'm sure annoyed the hell out of him that day, but he was very patient with me and uh, and was answering my questions. We just kept talking, and it seemed that we had a very uh, clear vision of what we thought the potential of VR was. And about two years ago, we were sitting down, and, and we realized that VR hadn't quite reached its potential, and we saw the, the future of VR as being something that was, you know, not standing there in your house, but something that was social- And uh, fully physical, and this idea of our company, the Arcadia Games, uh, Arcadia came to be, and we had the idea of like, why not take the best of sports and the best of video games and combine them together and revolutionize sports entertainment? Uh, I think everybody, as a kid, dreams of stepping inside of a video game and being able to play it for real. And we're no different and our mission is to be able to do that and bring that to audiences around the world
1: so is this something where I I would put on the kind of the VR helmet or the goggles and I might be immersed in something where I might be able to run and do an obstacle course or, or simulate throwing a ball or something like that is that am I interpreting this correctly
3: Absolutely. And uh, you know, even more than that, for you as a player you could be immersed in this this world. I mean, I think the the low hanging fruit of that everybody, you know, could compare it to is is Tron, you know, where you're inside the game and you're and you're and you're playing, but you know, we also want it to be uh, an engaging and fun audience experience. This needs to, we feel that this needs to be exciting for audiences both live and at home and take the best of, of what we can do in video games with incredible visual effects and heightened reality and add that to, you know, pure human physical ability. And by combining those things, we feel like we're putting the sport into esports and just evolving that to the next stage of, of what is possible with technology.
1: So how, uh, where are we in getting this to the public right now, Eric?
3: Well, we're getting closer and closer. It's been a pretty amazing uh, year. We have an incredible team that's been putting in some, some very long hours and solving some uh, world-first problems where they, these, these, these have never been tackled before, and uh, we've learned a lot along the way. And uh, you can check out our Instagram, the Arcadia Games, and you can see uh, our, our, our version 2 prototype uh, a part of that up and running uh, but you know we feel we're really close like we feel that we've learned a lot and we know that uh, you know we don't know exactly what the sport of the future is going to be and that's part of the excitement of this whole journey is figuring that out figuring out what is what is going to be the right thing to do in this in this environment and you know what hopefully it's going to be a lot of different things you know we see ourselves as a as, as being a platform and an arena for something like a The Olympic Games, where there's so many different kinds of disciplines and so many different kinds of activities for people of all different abilities to showcase what they're great at, whether they're fast or they can jump higher or or whatever it is. We see this as a, you know, uh, a co-ed social broad spectrum of things for people to be able to come and enjoy not only as athletes, but also as fans of sports and fans of video games.
1: Well, it, it sounds really cool and, and good for you for, for getting involved in that. It's really exciting. So Arcadia Games, if, if people want to look that up, Arcadia Games. Yeah, the Arcadia Game. Okay. Well, Eric, keep us updated on that and uh, all the best with... Your uh, your career, I know things are kind of uh, on hold right now with uh, with some things going on in the world. But like you said, everything people wanted to would like to see you in is is on demand somewhere. And I know you mentioned the Nick earlier, and mm-hmm. that, it's 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 a little it can be a little dark. So if 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 people don't want to go down that path, you know maybe be 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 warned. There's some adult themes. But I I loved watching the Nick. Uh, Clive Owen is in it. He's spectacular. It's about uh what is it the knickerbocker hospital around 1900 in new york city so Absolutely. you see all one of the, the...
3: Reasons, one of the reasons to watch it now is it will make you very very thankful for uh modern medicine and all of the uh, frontline workers who are working so hard right now so
1: it's, uh it, it does help put things in perspective how far we've gone medically Yes, for sure. And you were well a couple years and a couple of years ago, you were in that miniseries "Caught" on CBC. So that was a five-parter. People can say see you in again. You played another very warm and fuzzy lovely, character. Lovely, <laughs> lovely, human being. Lo- lovely uh, human yeah. being in that one. Uh, the Fifty Shades movies made uh, e- everybody's seen them multiple times already, but you can rewatch them to get more Eric.
3: <laughs> Absolutely, a little more EJ. On
1: I got a, I got a question on the text line. It might make you giggle it might you might be a little embarrassed uh it is from marcel who says uh, hey reed can you ask eric how it is handling love scenes in movies and tvs is it hard to do that with someone you don't really know wow uh, someone's bringing the heat
3: i i'll tell you what there is i've never had an experience where those things aren't the most awkward and i think like uh i've had it where you've known the person for a long time and and you also just met the person that day and it's uh i don't think either one is better so it's uh it's pretty awkward it's it's like i the way i say it is like imagine going to work and taking off your clothes and hanging out with uh your co-workers and just doing your regular job without your clothes on uh it's it's a little awkward it's uh it's It's definitely something I don't relish,
2: and and, uh, I think everybody just sort of grins and bears and gets it over with and moves on to the next bit, so... Uh, you know, fight scenes are a lot more fun to
3: choreograph,
1: I'll say that much. All right, excellent stuff. Okay, uh, well, all the best uh, with the Arcadia Games. I was just looking on the website as well, thearcadiagames.com, and you mentioned you're on Instagram too. Eric, I appreciate that every opportunity we have to catch up. Uh, I always love having you on the show to talk sports uh, and to talk about your career because I'm fascinated with what you do, and all the best with the Arcadia Games. Thanks so
3: much, Ray. Thanks for the time. Appreciate it.
1: That is Eric Johnson checking in tonight. And also follow him on Twitter, Johnson 79 uh, from Edmonton, has done great uh, with his acting career. and I'm, I, He's one of those guys, if, if, you, if you look him up, you'll probably have seen him something. And then, you know, another Edmonton success story. So that is pretty cool. When we get back, Kellen has a very special piece of audio for you on Inside Sports. All right, Kellen, what have you found? Go ahead.
2: I sure hope her got my message, Toot.
0: Here he comes now. Here he comes now.
1: Where is he, Newton? Okay. There you go. Where is he, Newton? Where is he, Newton? From the cartoon itself. Robert, go ahead.
2: Hey, hey Reed. I'm, I'm going to settle this kerfuffle once and for all, folks. If you're within the sound of my voice, hear this. If you read something because it's on the Internet and you think it's so, well, that's not how it is. Not for me. My source of truth is because Reed said so. (laughs) End of
1: discussion. Well, we also just played some audio from the show itself. Robert, we're in the final minute of the show. Do you want to do this today or do you want to call me back tomorrow when there's more time? i will do it tomorrow when there's more time i guess yes yeah, so because i i know you always have smart stuff to say but we had some, we had a lot of guests tonight that, that uh we spent some time with which i like doing so let's uh, fit you in tomorrow okay because i know okay, i know you I'll always a a have a good story here. and i, I don't want to cut your story off because there's some other show on after me that i have to respect Stay safe. We'll talk to you tomorrow. All right. So right there, we got Robert tomorrow. He's going to call in. He's a good guest or uh, a good caller that always gives us some time as well. Well, we're done for the night. Uh, Curtis Lazar is on the show tomorrow. Thanks to Kellen Kennedy, the studio producer. Dave Campbell's the producer of the show. My name is Reed. Take care. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays
3: at 6 on 630 Chad.